With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. President Biden says he'll finally go to our southern border to visit for the first time. He is going to El Paso on Sunday and claims that he wants to see what's happening there. So is this sincere or is it just one big photo op? Well, joining us now to discuss this is someone who knows the border and the crisis there well, Tom Holman. He was acting director of ICE, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement under then-President Trump in 2017 and 2018 and has been in law enforcement basically his entire career dedicated to protecting this country. Tom, really great to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You know, Tom, what is your reaction to President Biden saying he's finally going to go to the border? Finally. Too little, too late. I mean, it's like you says, I think he's checking a box. I think it's a photo op because he knows that even Democrat mayors, Democrat governors now speaking up about these people getting to, they're overwhelmed with the illegal aliens get to their their jurisdictions. So I think he's checking a box. I really do. There's no meaningful changes in border policy. He announced some today, which are terrible. Not one word from him about how he's going to secure the border. Not one word about how he's going to stop the flow of fentanyl. Not one word about the thousands of migrants who have died on U.S. soil. So today was just a dog and pony show. Nothing's going to come out of it. Border numbers will continue to skyrocket. We're on a glide path right now based on the current numbers to beat last year's historic numbers. So I watched the speech today, nothing concrete out of it. Matter of fact, the only thing he managed to do is confuse me because he's confusing you know, legal terminologies. He says he's going to parole up to 30000 a month, which he can't do. That's illegal. Parole is a case analysis because of significant public benefit. And the, the law is clear on that. As a matter of fact, a group I work with, Immigration Reform Law Institute, we have a hearing next week in Florida. We're supporting Florida's lawsuit on misuse of paroles. And if we win that, his whole plan is going to be shot, you know, shot out of the sky. He won't be able to do it. So I'm, I'm hoping we get some good news next week for the courts to stop him. Well, bravo to you, by the way, Tom, because that's important. That is a biggie. Wait, tell us about that suit. Well, the parole policy was written. Let's put it this way. I was in ICE leadership for almost 20 years and before I became a director. And I can tell you, in that 20 years, I probably issued six paroles in 20 years. And most of those paroles were for somebody we paroled into the country to be a witness in a, a cartel hearing because it was a, a significant public benefit, law enforcement. But six and 20 years compared to his, 30000 a month. So, again, the parole statute is clear. It's got to be a case-by-case analysis based on a significant public benefit. Now, he said today, 30000 a month. Now, we're going to use that speech as exhibit A to the judge and say, all right, so you hear from his own word. You can talk about case to case analysis. It's 30000 a month. Now, how do you make that determination without doing case-by-case analysis? So it's clear, he, you know, once again, as he has done for two years, not only ignoring the law, but actually violating it. I hope we win this, and if we win this, this 
it'll stop this terrible plan from happening. Let me let me be clear. The only reason he's paroling these people in is because he knows they don't qualify for asylum. Syracuse University track just released a study last week, and believe me, they are not fans of border enforcement. They're a pain in my butt when I was ICE director with all the FOIAs they do on our data. They just did a study looking at all these family groups coming across and traced them through the whole court process. And they backed me up on what I've been saying for years. 93% of these family units that show up in court lost their case. They don't qualify for asylum. Now, this administration knows that. It doesn't surprise me last week this study came out to verify what I've been saying. But all of a sudden, okay, we want to stop talking about, you know, asylum, let's go to parole. They're just sidestepping the asylum process. It's clear what they're doing. And we're going to call them out in court. And we will win. Do you think, Tom, that he's just misspeaking? Because I thought it was odd, too, when he used the word parole. I thought maybe he meant the word amnesty. Or do you think he really does mean parole? Because, boy, that is a frightening premise based on what you're talking about. No, he meant parole because the White House sent a statement out. I got got a piece of it sent to me. The White House sent a statement out backing up the parole policy. And, you know, he did the same thing on the southern border in Yuma. He did the same thing down in Rio Grande Valley, paroling thousands of people. And that's why... Florida, Indiana, in Texas, all filed lawsuits. And the group I'm working with, I'm their expert witness on immigration enforcement, border security. And we got all these lawsuits pending. And again, if, if the judge rules on you know the wording of the statute, this is a, an easy case to decide. And again, it's just, you know, with 100,000 Americans dead from drug overdoses, 1,700 migrants dead you know, crossing that border, you know, no suspected terrorists crossing the border, 117 arrested already. At what point does this president Stop the games. Stop blaming Republicans like he did in today's speech. The Republicans didn't turn down any border security package. The Republicans said no to amnesty because you keep talking about amnesty. It's just going to drive more people to the border. It's shown in the last three decades. Every time there's a serious talk about amnesty, it drives the border numbers up. The border numbers are historic. Border Patrol is already overwhelmed. The 80% are taken off the mind of process. The last thing we need is any talk about amnesty right now. I'd like to hear him say one thing about border security, which he hasn't done. What do you think he'll hear when he goes down to the border, if he speaks to agents, if he speaks to other folks there? I don't think he'll speak to the agents. I hope the guy he does, the agents will tell them the same thing they told Mayorkas. This is your fault. Look, and him standing out there in the news and saying this is a Trump administration, this Republicans. Look, all that can be disproven in one easy way. In 2020, when President Trump was in charge, we had the lowest illegal immigration in 40 years. Illegal immigration down 83%. First year of Joe Biden's administration, we had historic illegal immigration. I'll get this. We went from the most secure border, the lowest numbers, to the highest numbers in a year that we've ever seen under Joe Biden's leadership. Case closed. You know, he can keep pointing his fingers at Republicans and Trump all he wants. The data under Trump was the lowest. data under him is the highest. You can try to spin that as much as you can. This is his fault. He won't accept it. I think he knows it. But I think the progressive left owns him. And I don't think I think he's not going to change his mind again. He's secretary, too. In two years, you can't name anything they have done to slow the flow. The only thing they've done is send more resources down to the border to process and release quickly. Because all they care about is the optics of the crisis. They don't care about the crisis itself. So do you think he'll even give himself access to the border agents? Do you think he'll even talk to some of the people who share these just horror stories of what's happening at the border? Or do you think he'll be insulated during this visit? I think they're going to protect him. I think if he does approach a border patrol agent, the border patrol agent actually says what I think he'll say to him. Media won't cover it. They'll continue to protect him. I don't think he's put himself out there to take that risk. And just the opposite, President Trump, I was down at the border President Trump numerous times. He'd walk right by a chief patrol agent to talk to a GS-9 border patrol agent standing on the line. 
because he wanted to hear from the front line, what's going on, what do you need? So President Trump was far different. He talked to border relations all the time. President Biden, he's going down there. If he talks to border, I hope he does. Believe me, I hope he does, because you'll hear the truth. I don't think they'll put him in that position, because I think a border relations tell him the same thing they told Marcus. Trump policies worked, you destroyed them, and you created this mess. My has been told by numerous border relations that, and I don't think they'll hold back to the president, because they've lost total respect in the president to the president. They know he created this mess. They know he has another thing about it. And, you know, the last time I heard from the president, he was attacking the men and women in the horse patrol who did nothing wrong. So they got no respect for this man. So, again, I hope he does. But I have my serious doubts that his handlers let him do that. Why do you think he also waited so long? Why the timing of this, Tom Homan? I mean, it's so suspicious. He's been, you know, president for two years. He's been in public office for many decades. And this is his first visit. It's stunning. I think because Dems is starting to turn on him, right? You got Gavin Newsom, who's furthest left person in the country, saying that he's at his wit's end on all the people coming to California. You know, you got Denver sending now aliens to New York City. You got New York City. You got that mayor speaking up. You got, you know, Washington, D.C. mayor speaking up. You got governor speaking up. I think some of the Democrats are understanding that this isn't funny anymore. This isn't just a border crisis. These people are coming to my town, taking over my social system, and we can't handle it. So I think he's taking some heat from his own side. And I'll tell you what. I think he's doing the right thing going down there. I just wish it was to be a constructive visit rather than just a dog and pony show, which is going to be. What do you think of these Democratic mayors, Tom Homan, that are complaining? It's interesting because you see like New York City Mayor Eric Adams. He's complaining, saying, hey, there's no more room at the inn. We've taken in 30,000 migrants. We don't have any more space. And he's asking for federal dollars. But he's not criticizing President Biden. He's not criticizing the president's border policies. I don't feel sorry for any of them because they're all sanctuary cities. You asked for this. You know, they said, we're a welcoming community. They refuse to work with ICE. You can commit a crime in New York. You can be illegal and get convicted of a serious public safety crime in New York. They will not let ICE in their jail. They would rather release that person out in the public to reoffend. So you got places like Chicago, New York, L.A. Crime is running rampant. Highest crime rates they've seen in the history of this city. They're doing everything they can to address the crime crisis. No. Because the percentage of those crimes are committed by illegal aliens, and every one that released back in the public to reoffend. So they want to be a sanctuary city, a welcome community. Well, guess what? We'll send you some people you can welcome. So end your sanctuary city policies and work with ICE so we can help. And the second thing, call the White House, tell them to do their damn job. That's what you need to do. But, you know, again, politics get in way. Speaking of politics, the president said the reason he waited till now, which was I laughed, Tom Homan, when I heard this, he said, I wanted to see what was going to happen with Title 42, that health provision. He said, look, I'm obviously against it, but I wanted to see where it was going. I mean, what a crazy excuse. Well, he doesn't know what's going on. I doubt he knows what Title 42 is. I watched the speech today. He obviously doesn't understand this issue because he was mixing up legal terms legal terminology, and the Title 42, Title 42, is, yeah, it's important, but it's not the end-all, be-all, because he's never enforced Title 42 the way Trump administration did. Title 42 is about keeping people out of the country during the pandemic. President Trump sent everybody out of the country. What he's done, I mean, kept everybody out of the country. What he's done from day one is carved out entire populations that he don't want to be a part of Title 42. Bottom line is the data is clear on that. He's released more people into the United States than he returned on Title 42. That's the stone-cold truth. So he's misused Title 42 from the beginning. If you ask him, explain Title 42 to me, he wouldn't be able to do it. 
one of the things he brought up was this plan that you talked about, this, you know, quote, parole plan, which was, I agree with you, really concerning. But he talked about these sort of four countries, allowing them to seek asylum and go to an app. That was his solution, was go to an app for countries like Venezuela, I think it was Cuba, Nicaragua, Haiti. What did you think of that comment from him? It was moronic. Look, bottom line is asylum and parole are two different things. He's talking about proning these people, and then he talks about asylum. He's getting his two terminologies mixed up. They're two entirely different things. The only reason he's paroling these people is because, you know, they don't qualify for asylum. Bottom line, that's what he's doing. I mean, like I said, track came out 93% fill their asylum cases. What do they do now? Okay, well, let's parole them in because we can't stop that. You know, they don't have to see a judge when they get here to enter the country. They'll see a judge at some time, but at least they're in the country. It's a bait and switch. They're going to get these people in here no matter what. That's what we need to feed them in courts, which I hope we do. But what's a, the whole press conference was most upsetting to me was comparing what's going on in Southwest border to Jews escaping the Holocaust. That was persecution. They were getting killed. This here, the data is clear. It's nothing but asylum fraud. I'm sick and tired of people saying asylum seekers, asylum seekers. Yeah, technically they're seeking asylum, but guess what? Nine out of ten are committing asylum fraud, which is a crime. So, you know, if, to compare those two, one that was an atrocity that will scar this world forever, and one that is a myth that's created by the Biden administration just to open this border up. Yeah, it was shocking to hear that analogy. And does it just show that he just is so out of touch with what's really going on? Although at one point he sort of said the quiet part out loud saying, well, people in this country need to know that people are vetted, criminal backgrounds. That was in the ad lib part. Sometimes he tends to do that. Well, people aren't vetted. People are, you know, we got 1.2 million enter this country without being arrested by the border patrol. They're on video, drone traffic, and camera traffic. They enter this country no vetting. Why didn't that 1.2 man turn themselves into Border Patrol, claim asylum, to get released to the United States and get a free plane ticket to anywhere they wanted to go? Why wouldn't they take advantage of that? Because they don't want to be fingerprinted. There must be a reason why. So, again, they arrest people from 161 countries. Some of these countries are sponsors of terrorism. They've arrested 117 of them. How many of the 1.2 men came here as a terrorist? So he can talk about vetting all he wants. Let's talk about the vetting of the sponsors for UACs. They've released a quarter million children to this country since he's been president. They can't find 42% of them today. How that vetting go? So these kids were released to sponsors that they can't find. I guarantee you some of these children are in hands of predators. Some of these children are being forced into pornographic movies. Some of these children are being forced labor. God help us. Some of these children are in really bad situation because this government, this administration failed to do the proper vetting. And the Trump administration, we vetted the sponsor. We vetted everybody in that household. This administration, because, again, they want to release quickly so there's an overcrowding, they cut that vetting way back to release these kids to people they haven't really truly vetted thoroughly. Even several different studies have shown that last few months. God help us. You're talking about children who are trafficking in this country and we can't find. That's just scared the hell of every parent in this country what's going on. Absolutely. That is so frightening. The other thing I think about also is fentanyl. I mean, think about how much has come through. You know that firsthand. And this president, by all accounts, I think he said the word fentanyl maybe one time in the last year and didn't even say it in relation to the border. It's stunning, Tom Homan. Yeah, he's ignoring the Drug Enforcement Administration. The Drug Enforcement Administration says 95% of the fentanyl on the streets came across the southwest border. It isn't coincidence during the year of historic immigration that polls 80% of border patrols south of the line that fentanyl is coming across the country. They're bragging about how much they seize. Of course they're seizing. When you smuggle and you increase smuggling by 1,000%, you're going to catch more than you caught last year, but a hell of a lot more is getting away. 
you take eight out of ten border places off that line, you got drug dealers, drug smugglers just walking across that line, not being encountered at all. Last week in El Paso, hundreds of people crossed that highway into the city of El Paso, never got encountered by any law enforcement because one hundred percent of agents were inside processing groups because they were so overcrowded they had to get them out of there and release them. So this is fentanyl crisis is just a result of open borders, just like the national security issue, just like the record a number of women and children being sex trafficked in this country. This is all the results of an open border. You know, he is meeting the president with the head of Mexico, also Canada. It's at this Mexico City summit. What should he be saying to Mexico especially? Well, I guarantee you won't be saying the right things. You ought to be saying put military on your southern northern border because it's in your law, Mexican law. It's a violation of your law to traffic in women and children. Why aren't you doing something about it? He can certainly tell them, shut down these cartels producing fentanyl to kill an American. Shut down the cartels traveling to China to make deals with Chinese for the precursor to make this stuff. The President Trump would have done it by now. Tell him, if you can't handle the cartels, we'll come down and help you. But Biden won't do that either. You know, the criminal cartels right now, they're burning Kulikan. I mean, they arrested one of Chapo's sons. Why did all of a sudden they do that? A dog and pony show for President Biden, I'm sure. Like, look at what we're doing about drugs. Now the cartels are burning down Cooley time. And they're not going in there. These drug cartels in Mexico are going to do some violent things next few days. Mark my word. And all hell's breaking loose down there. Why? Because the criminal cartels in Mexico control Mexico. They control the northern border of Mexico. They control the United States southern border. We're the strongest nation in the world. And we don't control our own border. The criminal cartels in Mexico control our border. They decide what comes across, when it comes across, and how much comes across. It's all of their authority. I talked to chief patrol agents across the country. They'll tell you, we lost control of the southern border. One chief patrol agent used the terminology broken arrow. He said, Tom, I can't contain what's coming across. I may be catching 10%. Again, the strongest nation in the world, and we lost operational control of our southern border. That is just stunning. And it's so frightening, Tom. Real quick, before I let you go, the Republicans, once all this happens with the House Speaker and they get all that figured out, they have said they will do hearings at the border and that they hope to force Democrats and others to come down there. Do you think that might be effective? And they're also hoping to maybe try to even impeach Mayorkas, who continues to say the border isn't open. Well, they better impeach Mayorkas or I'll call them out too. Look, I just called out the 18 Republican senators that voted for the omnibus bill. Not one dollar for border security. These guys go down there, do dog and pony shows on the southern border, and say what a terrible thing to run on the southern border. Then they go back and vote for an omnibus bill that gives zero border security. I mean, what the hell? So I think they're also right to talk about the border anymore if they vote that bill. But I think oversight hearings would be great. I'll help them. So I already met with them. I said, I'll, I'll tell you where to go, what information to subpoena, who to subpoena. And you present evidence in front of the Democrat side of the House. 24 of them are up for a really tough election in 2024 in battleground states that Trump won. They're going to have to make a decision. Are they going to listen to the evidence and finally admit we got a problem on the southern border? Or are they going to put their head in the sand? Because people are going to hold them accountable. So I think oversight hearings put evidence out there so American people can see. And I volunteer to be witness number one and show this evidence to American people. Now, will the networks cover it? We'll see. But have the oversight hearings, produce the evidence, and make these congressmen, Democrats side of the House, take a stand. And when re-elections come in 2024, let's see how it turns out.
Absolutely. Well, we will cover it. And I do hope that you're witness number one, because you know the border situation so well. Everybody be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And also, Tom Holman, thanks, first of all, for all your incredible service to our great country over the decades and all you do to keep us safe. Right. Thank you. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.